Hi everyone, we just came back from a powerful combined church camp called the X-Church UK Getaway. These are some of our recorded sessions, so enjoy and be blessed. So last night, can you give me again that song, that lyric? Uh, what, what was it exactly? I love you, I love you, and what? Oh, wow, nice. I just want you, right? And I just, I told you after that that, the, that this song was sung back to you uh, from what I received from the Lord. Uh, so Jesus is also saying, how I love you, how I love you, how I love you, I just want you. And some of you responded uh, to me what you meant. Um, and then this morning, uh, Tiong, you led in a song that said uh, something to do with, uh, if, uh, I decrease, if, all, if I decrease or you decrease or I increase or... <laughs> If more of you, if more of you means less of me. More of you. Okay. So, um, I, I'm guessing this is what God is saying, and, and you, you can resonate with me or not, but I just want you, uh, so to, to, to have... Uh, to have God is for Him to have you. And I think there's no other way to be able to fulfill that. So every time you sing, uh, you've got to be the answer. You know, sometimes, you, you know, sometimes when we pray, we're asking the Lord to answer us, but actually you are the answer. Like, Lord, make me more patient. You know who's going to answer that? You. Um, because the Lord will do this, you know, he, will, he, will, he will not make you more patient. He will bring you into situations where you have to be patient. Uh, Lord, make me less angry. He will put you into situations where you have every reason to be angry. Uh, and so, He doesn't just add an injection of more patience. You know, and then you begin to be more patient, uh, uh, less angry, uh, more loving, you know. God, please make me more loving. And then he goes, Woo, abracadabra. More loving. <gasps> the flowers, you know. Uh, no, he just, he just puts you into a situation where you have to love. Yes. Even those unlovable. Yeah. And you're like, <gasps> what? You know, are you answering my prayers? Yeah, well, you are answering your prayer. I'm just helping you. I'm, ans I'm answering you by making you remember. So, uh, how are we going to get all of God? Uh, is, is, is for Him to have all of us. Yeah. There is no other way. And how are we going to get more of Him is when He has more of you, right? So really, uh, the Scripture says, uh, He, that's, that's where it comes from, right? He must increase. Yeah. And I must decrease. So He increase. My spelling not very good as a lawyer, but anyway, uh, here we go. He increase and I decrease. So you need to understand that the only way that Jesus can increase in your life is that you decrease. Because all of us are just one vessel, as in like one cup. And if you ask for more Milo in your cup, you have to have less coffee. If you want more orange, then you have to have, 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 to have less rose syrup. You get what I'm saying? Because you only one glass, unless you're like, you're like a thousand glasses. And then you can go like, okay, 900 of God, and then still 100. No, he says, okay, then, then you've got to empty the cup. Lah. Um, and so, um, I, I just sense the Holy Spirit through the songs even. And I got to believe this, you know, that the, the worship and the Word works together. Mm. 
uh, I don't believe that only the preacher prays for the word. I, I, I believe that the worship leader prays for the worship songs. And so it happens, and, and so that's why we go, go oh, hurry up with the worship, lah. hurry up with the worship, lah. You know, let's get into the word. No, it's not really. Uh, sometimes, in fact, I get my confirmation of the word I, when, I, when I stand anywhere, anywhere in the world, uh, if I'm not even sure about, oh God, I've got two messages in my heart, you know, and then I just, I look for the worship. And I go like, boom, boom, boom. Thank you, Lord, for speaking. I go out with confidence. Uh, and it could be, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and all your ways, acknowledge Him and He will direct your path. Uh, Proverbs 3. And, and, and I, could, I could be like, oh, but then I also have this other thing about uh, 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 be faithful. Uh, well done, my good and faithful servant. What, what, do I, what do I speak about? And then suddenly the song goes, trust in the Lord. You know? and, and, and then you see God really in control of the service. Uh, he's already speaking before the speaker speaks. And so I, I go with the songs as well and I, and I find, okay, Lord, you know, you've, you've got two totally different worship uh, leaders coming from two different cities, uh, probably not calling each other and saying, what song are you singing? Uh? Can you share with me what song you're singing? You know, I, I, I'm guessing not because it doesn't, it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. Maybe one or two songs you might share, but not, this is my song list. Even if you do give your song list, you're not saying, I, can you approve it? You're not asking for your, the other worship leader's approval. You're just saying, I'm sharing. And, and, and you see just God's hand uh, in, in, in the midst of it all. Uh, and last night, I shared with you the scripture uh, to love, to love God with all, with all, um, yeah, to love God with all your heart, yeah, and it starts with that, right, heart, and then it goes on to soul, strength, sorry about my writing skills, uh, but I'm sure you can read that, it's in tongues, And, and what does that really mean uh, to us? What does that really mean? So the first 12 hours, the Lord is just trying to get our hearts. The Lord is trying to say, hey, this is the deal. Uh, I know you want all of me, but I also want all of you. Let's deal. <laughs> because we can't get one without the other. It's got to be this. And uh, the Lord is going to challenge us because throughout our lives in different phases, uh, at one time it will be, you know, I don't, maybe you're teenagers and it's just, a uh, new, new iPhone, right? And the Lord might, might, might just say to you, I want you to give up your iPhone for a week. And you're like, no, Lord. Nobody ever gives up their, their, their handphone, you know. These days, the young people tell me, uh, Pastor, we can go out of a house without anything, but we must have our, our smartphone. We can even forget our wallets. We can for, forget our mother's name. We can forget, uh, we can, we, we can forget, we can forget our directions. Because our phone will give us directions. Uh, our phone will pay our bills. Our phone will, you know, help us onto the LRT, MRT, underground, tube, you know. We can't live without it. I, I'm wondering whether we can say, God, I can't live without you. Because some of us leave God at home. Uh, you say, hey, what do you mean by that, Pastor? Well, you, we didn't pray. We didn't do our quiet time. We didn't even say hello. We didn't say good morning. We didn't say, God, help me today. We you know, we can actually, and, and that's what prayer is. And I know you've been through a series of prayer. Prayer is just saying to God, I need you. Prayer. He's just saying to God, I need you. Those who don't pray, he's saying, God, I don't need you. But as soon as you pray, you're saying, I need you, right? And uh, that's why, you know, the idea when I was teaching about, uh, see my wife? It's amazing, right? Her name is Sandra and help me, you know? She's, she, uh, Sandra means help me, uh, means supporter. Can you see that? Can you see how natural that was? Yeah. 
Took 24 years of training, you know, but uh, <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. No, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. About 25 maybe. Uh, and uh, even before marriage, you know, we have to train. Uh, so, so, so it was funny. It was funny because uh, when I was uh, talking about trust one, one day, uh, maybe, I, maybe I might speak to you about trust in the Lord tomorrow. Uh, we'll see how it goes. But you know, he says, trust in the Lord with all your heart, you know, and lean not on your own understanding. <laughs> because handphones and, uh, and God are in competition these days. <laughs> so lean not on your, hello? <laughs> lean not on your own understanding, all your ways acknowledge Him and He will direct your path. Yeah. If you ever feel like you're not being directed, it's maybe, the, the, maybe the key is to acknowledge Him in everything. Uh, so yeah, maybe maybe I'll, I will I will share with you uh, that on Sunday, uh, tomorrow Sunday service is a beautiful message God gave me. Kenneth Chin, do you really trust me? Do you really trust me? And uh, I I just learned that uh, the amount of time you go to something is the it, it, it shows how much you trust it. The amount of time you go to something it could be your mom, your dad, your your bank account, your phone. The amount of time you go to something equals how much you trust it or trust Him. And so the question is, how, how many times do we go to God a day? Uh, so last night, the Lord saying, I just want you. And we say, yeah, but I also just want you. I said, good, we are on the same page. Uh, but before you can have all of me, God is saying, I, I need to have all of you. Because you will never be able to have all of me if I never have all of you. <sighs> Message number one, boom. We go away thinking, do I really want all of God because He wants all of me? And that's why people go step, step away and go like, no, I don't think I want all of God because I don't want to give Him all of me, right? So then God, okay, let's, let's do this. Uh, this is a better deal, easier, because I'm not sure whether I can give you all of me, so I, I probably won't have all of you. Uh, and um, and God's, God is probably not going to let that go, right? Because He loves you so much. And He's going to say, no, I'm going to chase after you until you love me because... Um, you know, if you don't love God with your all, then you're going you're gonna to love something or someone else with your all. You, you with me? Our lives are made like this. It's already made like that. It's, it's fashioned to be that you were, you're going to love something or someone with your all. It's, you're going to have to do it. So it's either going to be your car, your mother, your girlfriend. Someone is going to demand your all and the devil wants your all also. Right? He said to, to, to Jesus, all these things I will give to you if you will just bow down. And you know what bow down and worship me means, right? It's give me your all. You, your mind, your mind. And so if you, if you find yourself not able to give God your all, I, 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 I tell you, rest assured, huh, you will give something and someone else that. Uh, something and someone else will be the idol in your heart. Okay, so uh, are we clear of, of the first 12 hours? What the Lord is saying to us. And so I want you to kind of like weigh that out, meditate on that and say, Lord, do I... Do I really want all of you? Because, because that would mean that, I, that you will have all of me. And what does that mean? That, 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 uh, for some of you, it would be uh, your relationship. Uh, boyfriend, girlfriend, God, I, I'm willing to give you that as well. Because you know, uh, hearing from my, my testimony and my wife's testimony yesterday, He will never shortchange you. Never. He will always give you the best. And you know, even those guys that went after Father Sandra, uh, many of them also married and married well and they have children. And life goes on. Uh, it, it's not to say that, oh no, uh, oh, Pastor Sandra said no to them and then, well, it was so unfair and then they went and died. No, they, uh, uh, one did die, but the thing is, he didn't die because of a uh, broken heart. He, he died because of something else. Uh, one other guy went to prison, but it wasn't because of Pastor Sandra that he went to prison. He went to prison because of some other thing. Um, 
uh, a, a true story. Okay, no, it's not a sad thing. It's not a sad thing. But but uh, anyway, uh, God has the best. Can I hear a good amen? amen? He has the best. Wait, uh, guys, for you, uh, some girls don't like me to say this, but uh, before God could bring uh, Eve to Adam, He put Adam to sleep. So what you need to do, guys, is just really be at rest. Not not go to sleep. <laughs> someone, someone, someone was so quick. Just go to sleep, okay? Can I tell you? Can I tell you this? You never need to ask a guy to go to sleep because that's just part and parcel of our lives. You know? we we like to sleep. You never need to encourage a guy to sleep. Never. You have to encourage a guy not to sleep. You know. But what I'm saying is that he rested. He rested in the Lord, and then comes Eve. He wakes up when Eve is done. And he goes, oh, you know? You know what he said, right? Whoa, man. Right? That's why the, na- the name is Warm- Woman. Uh, and, um, <coughs> and, 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 and mem- remember, he, he made Eve out of uh, Adam's rib, right? And, and, and this rib means it, it's the one closest to his heart. The same rib can protect your heart or pierce your heart. <laughs> Be careful of the rib you find. Um, yeah, uh, but but God will do that. He will put you to rest, guys. You got it. But but some girls don't like it because yo, this guy is resting too long, lah. No sign, no hello. I like you. No, you know. Uh, no, I think there will be a time for you guys to do it. You know, like for me, it was God had to say, "Come on, lah, can I do it?" No, you know, you know, ask the wheel to speak to me, and <laughs> and then out of the joke, you know, about I I can I can remember it was something like, uh, yeah, you know. Uh, uh, something like, uh, I don't think you go out with a guy like me. Lah. That, that's how it started in, in Thailand. I, I, I have to remember because she, she, she said something else yesterday. I go like, oh, no, I don't think I said that. But so it was like, I don't think you go out with a guy like me. Okay, this is Thailand. Lah. And we were joking, you know, joking around. And then she says, you never try also? Yeah. Oh, girls, careful lah, what you, how you answer. <laughs> then I said, never try, try under pokai. That's exact words. <laughs> exact words. So, pokai just means uh, broke. Okay, broke. Broke. So, 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 you, so, you, so if you want that for a t-shirt, that'd be nice. Try until pokai, you know. Yeah, that's a nice t-shirt. But then you must, you must put it at the end of the candle chill, okay? Because those are my words. So I, so I look at her and I say, try until pokai. Then she laughs. Ha, ha, ha. Then she looked at me. I wasn't joking, but then I'm like, seriously. Seriously, like, broke, okay. Uh, and then I uh, got onto the bus and then we started talking. Did you mean what you say? I said, yeah, you know. I, uh, but you know, those weren't really dates. It was just me as a gentleman uh, trying to pay for every meal uh, that I take this girl. I, I, I call me old-fashioned. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm old-fashioned that way. Uh, traditionalist, uh, trying to make sure that the girl doesn't need to pay if I, if I have the means. Uh, and I had the means, but after that, I, you know, I was broke. <laughs> <coughs> so invest, a lot of investment, a lot of investment. Uh, but what I'm trying to say is that God will never shortchange you. Never, ever. Uh, never be forced, never be uh, coerced. Just because you've been with a guy a very, very long time doesn't mean, doesn't mean anything really. Uh, God, God will make a way. Uh, God will speak to you. Uh, it's sometimes better to have, uh, you know, after five years of knowing a girl or a guy uh, to part ways uh, than to part ways when you're married. Uh, and uh, so, so what I'm trying to say is that, you know, he just wants your all. Can, can you just give that to him and th- let, let him do the rest? Uh, and uh, he's, he's a really good God, you know. Really, really good God. 
And um, afterwards, I'm going to share with you a very quick testimony. Boom, boom, boom. I'm going to just tell you from where I was uh, to today uh, in uh, X, uh, UK. Uh, so I'm going to take 20 minutes of that. So uh, anyway, so uh, this uh, morning, uh, I hear him also saying from uh, Matthew uh, 28. Uh, you remember the Great Commission? It says, go into all the world and make disciples of all nations, right? Baptizing with the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. But then it has one verse there that many of us don't meditate on a lot. And it says, teaching them to observe all things I've commanded you. And lo, I will be with you until the ends of the earth. The, the I will be with you until the ends of the earth was towards the end. No? He didn't even put it at the front or the middle. It looks to me like uh, he will be with the disciples who want to obey him in his every command. So sometimes people just quote that he will be with me forever. You know, and you go like, oh, I can sin every day and he'll still be with me. Well, in a sense, God can, God can never really leave you. He's everywhere. Uh, and he loves you. you not, not, nothing can separate you from his love. But you know, I, I think the Lord wants a deeper, closer relationship. Maybe that is what this, what this getaway is about. Uh, and so Matthew says, teaching them to observe all things I've commanded you. And so maybe in this next uh, session, you, you're going to hear about all again. This is word again. And uh, you, you, you might hear His command. What is it that God really has spoken to you about? What has He commanded you? And maybe it's this word obedience or, or obser observing. Just observing everything I've commanded you. Life is really about obedience. And, and sometimes I will tell people, I'd rather people obey one verse in the Bible than to know all the Bible and not even obey one. Uh, some people know a lot of the Bible in their minds, but not live it. And how many of you know that Satan is like that? Satan knows the Word of God by the back of his hand. He can quote it to Jesus. But is he living it? Far from it. And so it's not about just knowledge of the Bible, and I don't want you to just have more knowledge. As I said to you yesterday, uh, Pastor David and Pastor Kat have done such a great job teaching. And I, and, I, and I mentioned their names, but also Rachel up in Edinburgh, you've been faithfully uh, teaching. And Tiong, you also uh, preach, you know, and, and, and we have actually solid, good, godly teachers and amazing teaching that come also from your life experience. And I'm sure all of us has, have, have heard it. And, and when I was praying about uh, our job and our contribution to this uh, getaway, I felt like God saying, no, 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 uh, they've been really, really well taught. I don't want you to just come up and give another 45 minutes of sermon. I, I want you to do this with them. Uh, and I want you to say uh, to them uh, on a daily basis, uh, just download what God is trying to say to us and what, what He really wants uh, of us. So uh, you will probably hear a little bit of this. Um, and uh, we'll see what else the Lord will say. So I'm just, I'm just going to line up a little bit at the beginning, but I'm not going to write all this on all these empty spaces yet until we hear from the Lord. Okay, so uh, any testimonies so far? Just from last night? Otherwise, I'll, I'll carry on. Okay, everybody okay? All right, so we'll see how we do. But definitely, please, are uh, open for questions. Any questions, though, from last night? There's one. Ping. Sometimes guys do better, uh, I mean, you all do better with uh, writing it on paper uh, or, uh, uh, and sending it on the text. But I, I think uh, in this camera, uh, we don't want to go that way. Because sometimes uh, it's, it's too easy to go that way and then, uh, oh, and then don't have to mention your name. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's a gangster speaking now. 
All in the question, guys. All right. I was born in Singapore uh, and uh, back in 1970 uh, in a hospital uh, called Kandang Kerbau. No, sorry, it's KK, uh, but it's not Kandang Kerbau. Kandang Kerbau is, is uh, a place where you put the kerbaus um, or the ox. Uh, KK uh, Hospital. How many of you are from Singapore? Anyone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm wonderful. I, lo- I love Singaporeans. I'm a Singaporean by birth. My mom is half Indonesian, and uh, so this is my time t- to tell you stories, okay? Can I? What time do we end? Uh? Well, now, now, they, now they don't want to. Then what? what? What time do we end? Seriously? Okay. You might not end at that time, but never mind. <laughs> I've, got, I've got the microphone, so. Um, my mother is half Indonesian, and uh, her name is Jenny Tambunan. And I didn't know what Tabunan meant until uh, I was in my 20s. And I found out that uh, it's a Bata name. A Bata is a, a tribe, uh, especially from Medan. And uh, now that I go to Medan to speak a lot, uh, I will tell the story that I'm uh, one quarter Bata. And uh, for about three minutes, the place will just go wild uh, because, uh, you know, they, they, they see family. Uh, I go to this church in Medan that's 80,000 people strong. Uh, that's just regulars. Uh, they have attendance of 120,000 people a uh, weekend. And they, they give me about five or six services. And each service, probably about two to 5,000 people. And so I'll say, I'm Bata. And ah! you know, everybody goes crazy, bringing out their parang, their, their <laughs> knives, and all doing the warrior dance. And um, uh, they are headhunters, you know, the, the Batas before. So anyway, uh, and uh, so my mom, the reason why she, uh, she got married to my father. Uh, and my father was in the army. And uh, he served the Malaysian army uh, and he went to Vietnam. Uh, and uh, he was a rascal, really. Uh, a lot of people would say uh, just a man who started to be on drugs by 13. Uh, he was in a band. Uh, he loved to sing. Uh, and uh, his band did quite well, actually, even in their young age. Uh, and uh, so he went into marijuana. And he didn't uh, leave marijuana uh, from 13 all the way to probably about 40 years old. Uh, it's a long time. And uh, while he was married to my mom, uh, my mom had one daughter, uh, one son first, and the son died uh, when he was just, I, I, th- I don't think it was stillbirth. I think he, he gave, uh, she gave birth to Michael, uh, and Michael died uh, after six days. And then uh, she gave birth to Lynette. Uh, and Lynette uh, is uh, two years older than me. Uh, both were born in Malaysia, and then uh, when she left my father, because she had enough, uh, his drugs, uh, his womanizing, and so she, she left him, and she went back to Singapore, not knowing that I was already in the womb. And so uh, when I was there, <gasps> okay, so she gave birth uh, to me, uh, called me Kenneth, and so it's supposed to be Kenneth, Lynette, and Michael. They wanted to do the K-L-M-N-O-P-Q-R-S-T-U-W, uh, because my, my, my uncles and my dad goes by that, so it's Andrew, Bernard, Clement, David, uh, Eddie, Edward, or uh, Edward and Felix. Uh, so uh, anyway, um, and uh, my dad came back from Vietnam. Where's my wife? He's asking my grandmother. My grandmother is saying uh, she's left you, you know. And uh, he was angry. He went to Singapore and uh, he tried to get my sister back. Uh, and uh, my mother said, uh, "Yeah, here's your daughter. You can also have your son." He said, "Who's this?" You know. Because he didn't realize I was even existing. Uh, 
Uh, and so he brought us back. Uh, my mom was quite happy, although I, I, can't, I can't really speak on her behalf. La. I'm sure moms will feel sad to give away their children. But her new boyfriend uh, did not want anything to do with her past, especially her children. So she willingly gave up. Uh, her, her new husband or her new boyfriend at the time was also called Bernard. My father's name is Bernard. His name is Bernard. It's funny. People don't learn. Uh, um, <laughs> sometimes it's, it's, it's true. You know, after, after so many years of doing youth ministry, I realize uh, that people keep going back. You, know, you, you, you go through one abusive relationship, you go to another abusive relationship, you keep choosing the guys that whack you up. Uh, keep choosing girls. Uh, so, so you must be very careful you know, about these kind of things. Be very careful because uh, I don't know why we do it, uh, but anyway, just be careful. So, so, so my mom got a new guy, also called Bernard, uh, and, and my father is in the army, right? This guy is in the Navy or something, Air Force, you know. Uh, maybe something about uniform, you know. Uh, so my, my father brought me and uh, Lynette back to KL, had no job, uh, sometimes sold durians, but because he loved durians, he ate most of the things he sold. Um, so I'm not sure about selling things you love, you know, I'm not sure about that. Uh, uh, but yeah, when, when people didn't come to buy, he ate them up. Ate not the people up, but ate the durians up. <laughs> Uh, so I, I grew up with my grandmother because my father could not take care of us. And grandma was from China. Uh, and uh, she's really, really quite gangster. Uh, she, they, they, they say to me that uh, she uh, swam from uh, Shanghai to KL. Uh, and killed some sharks along the way. But I'm not sure about that. But she's a very, very beautiful woman. I've seen pictures of her, of, of her. And she was a Shanghainese model. Uh, and so when she got to KL, a lot of guys were after her. Uh, but she never wanted to be anyone's mistress. Uh, so a poor uh, teacher, my grandfather, uh, uh, chased her for about, I, they, they told me, three years. Uh, and when, even when my grandmother went to Singapore, uh, Orchard Road, she had, a, she had a shop there. She sold uh, uh, clothes from China. Uh, he would go every Friday, take a train from KL to uh, uh, visit my grandmother just to say hi, but she didn't like him. Uh, and so one day when he came in with a nice, they call it a shark fin suit. You know what a shark fin suit is, but nice, white, shiny, like shark fin, no? Uh, and, uh, and so she, and he came into the, the restaurant one day and he just wanted to say hi to her. She took the black coffee and threw it on his white suit, right? And then they got married a year later. Um, <laughs> so those of you uh, that people are throwing uh, the coffee on your suit, just relax, you know, trust the Lord. If it's God, it's God, you know, it's fine. Uh, and uh, then they had nine children. Uh, my dad uh, being one of them. I don't think they had TV those days. Uh, so entertainment uh, children. Uh, and uh, so, so grandma, you know, brought me up. Uh, she didn't know very much English except the bad words. Uh, bad words and Mickey Mouse. Uh, she didn't even know how to say Mickey Mouse. She said Mickey Mouse. Uh, Kenny boy, Mickey Mouse. Okay. Mickey Mouse, Appa, I don't know, but... Uh, uh, it was all black and white TV. You know, have you had a TV before where it's like, it looks like a cupboard? You have to open the thing and then the dials, you know, it was only three dials, only three channels. Oh, no, actually two channels. But the third one is for, you know, uh, future. Um, <laughs> black and white, black and white. Uh, TV in your, 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 your living room with uh, the TV license on the wall. Okay, uh, and people will come and sometimes ask you, where's your TV license? It's there. And uh, years later, when Malaysia done away with TV license, I realized that UK still has got TV license, yeah, quite bad word. And um, <laughs> okay, so uh, that's my life. And uh, I didn't take drugs. 
I don't know why the Lord put... I, I mean, I was helping my dad with his drugs. He would have a papaya stick uh, into a bottle and uh, then on top it would be a foil uh, from the cigarette uh, a box and then he'll make a little cup uh, on top and then he'll put the ganja, uh, marijuana mixed with cigarette uh, tobacco and then because it's hard to light, he would say, can he come? Light it for me. So I, I lit it, uh, his ganja uh, from six years old uh, to 15. Uh, but never touch a cigarette uh, myself. Uh, and uh, God is so kind, you know, even though when you don't know Him, uh, he's still, His hand is still there. He, you know, you got to know this. This God that we serve, He loves us very, very, very much. Uh, and He put dreams in my heart about uh, sports and all that. You know, so I was poor, very, very poor. Uh, you know, you heard the joke before, right? Uh, we were so poor that when the robber came to rob our house, we robbed him. <laughs> and... Um, and uh, never had, never had uh, new underwear, you know, because uncle will give you his uh, used ones. Uh, it's funny, you know, for a 26-year-old uncle to give a six-year-old boy his underwear. He gave me his underwear together with two rubber bands so I can tie it on both sides, you know, keep it going up. Uh, and uh, so we were very poor, very poor. Uh, and uh, I used to go to school with, uh, I think, uh, 20 cents. Uh, and then I would save 15 uh, say 15, so 5 cents for drink, say 15 cents, and I'll save it every day. Uh, and uh, by the time it gets to about 5 ringgit, uh, which takes a couple of months, uh, my grandma will take it out and use it for something. Uh, so I'll have to save again. And then I say, so at, at, when I was very young, I was a very good saver. Um, and uh, then my uh, stepmother came into my dad's life, uh, and uh, it was the first time I ever called someone my mom. Uh, because I never called mother, mom to anybody. In fact, my, my real mother uh, came uh, to see us one day, I think maybe either because she was thinking about us, how have we grown, etc. And she came uh, to KL and uh, my dad said, hey, your mom is coming you know, tomorrow. I said, mom? Yeah, your real mom. Uh, and I said, oh, I've never seen her. I don't know how she looks like. Uh, and uh, I only have the birth certificate, that's Singaporean birth certificate. Uh, and, uh, and there, Jenny Tabudan, I know her name. And she uh, would come and, and, and uh, I would rehearse what, what to call her because I was going to call her auntie. Uh, you know, we call everybody auntie, you know, even, even uncles. And, uh, and, uh, and uh, the, uh, the my, my mother came in and, and, and I realized I was practicing in front of the mirror the whole night, the night before, and I said, I finally said, call her mother because mother is easy, yeah? Mother Teresa, mother, you know, you can call, uh, you can call a lot of uh, nuns, mothers. And so I called my mother, mother, and she said, oh, she was very happy because first time she heard hearing her son, her only son. She has uh, altogether uh, four daughters. Okay, one is my sister, and then three from the other husband. But only one son, me. So I said, "Mother," you know. <gasps> she was so touched. You know, tear came rolling down her cheek. But I, it really meant nothing to me because I because I, I I don't really know her. Uh, but then when my 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 stepmother came in, I called mom. You know, one day I called her mom, and I felt like, oh, this is nice, my mom. And so I was able to call someone mom at the age of fifteen. Uh, and uh, she's my stepmom, and, and she has another uh, daughter. So um, I had a dream in my heart, uh, and the dream was to become a lawyer. And uh, so my dad could not really afford it, so he, uh, I went to uh, college, a very um, like uh, one of those colleges you find uh, on the streets. Uh, and uh, there were only three students, uh, 150 ringgit uh, uh, a term, 150 ringgit a term. Uh, uh, 600 ringgit a year, right? 
but the next other college was uh, maybe 4,000. Okay, so, so this was the cheapest. And it took me one bus from Ampang Jaya, where I stayed, uh, to go down to this place. I'll, I'll get down. And you really have to practically study on your own, because uh, university uh, uh, external degree. And we, I had three friends, okay? One is Zainal. One is... Yeah. Something like, I can't remember, but Arumugam, let's say, say Arumugam and then Kenneth Chin. So it's really Malaysian because of a Malay, an Indian, and Chinese, uh, three of us. And we, we did the first, the first course, the first uh, LLB external course that this, that this college uh, was offering, okay? And uh, three of us. So we, we, did, we were the first batch, right? Uh, I didn't know the power we had until uh, much later. The power was amazing. Uh, the second year, we had another batch of students come in, and there were 40 people. We were three, they were 40. We sat in a class that could take about 50 people. The 40 people sat in a class that could take 20. And so they moved us because it just makes sense. Hey, come on, move. But when we went into the other class, a small class, there was, the aircon was not cold enough for three people. It was not comfortable enough. We, you know, we used to have much bigger space, you know. So, so three of us went to the management and said, uh, uh, sir, uh, I think it's quite unfair <laughs> that, you, that, you, that you moved us, you know. So another one, of my, I, th I think uh, we were already lawyers by second year like, because, the, because the way we were negotiating, it's like, sir, we had the first batch. And I know it's important for you to put 100% passes, you know, for your first batch. <laughs> Three students, 100% passes, very important. Because they never put the number of students, they only put 100% passes in the newspaper. Yeah, but if one of us fall, or it's, it's no longer 100%. Yeah. And so, it's amazing because the management got us. They got what we meant. So, the next day, they moved us back. <laughs> and I remember the 40-member uh, class that will pass our classroom <laughs> of 50 seats and three students. <laughs> and you go like, what? <laughs> and we go like... Uh, and so three of us passed, and uh, we passed in, in, in uh, Deva, Deva, correct, Deva. Zainal, Deva, and Chin. Uh, and uh, so uh, for Hari Raya, you know what Hari Raya is, right? The, the Muslim uh, holidays. Uh, uh, my friend Zainal will ask for two weeks. Uh, but he says to Deva, Deva, Deva Bali, I will also give you two weeks. Huh? Deva Bali is only one day. <laughs> yeah. So he takes two weeks for Hari Raya. Deva will take two weeks for uh, uh, Deva Bali. I'll take two weeks for uh, Chayos Nia. <laughs> And then three of us would take about two weeks or three weeks for Christmas together. <laughs> yeah. Every time there's an exam, we don't go because we know that the external degree for University of London has nothing to do with your, your local exams. So we purpose. So the lecturer said, I, I prepared the, the exams for you and you, none of you came. <laughs> we say like, sir, relax. <laughs> Only the final score counts, you know. He said, tell me earlier next time. <laughs> I prepared for you so hard, you know. Say, relax, sir, relax, right? don't worry about it. Yeah? Come, let's play cards, you know? <laughs> it's terrible. Uh, anyway, I got my, I got my degree uh, from the University of London. Came here my first time, 28 years ago. Uh, graduated at the Re Re uh, Royal Festival Hall. Uh, and uh, then uh, went back, did my CLP, and uh, became a lawyer, or uh, just a, a more, like, more like a corporate lawyer for three and a half years. Uh, didn't do litigation, all that kind of stuff, because my heart was really by then full-time. I wanted to go full-time, but the Lord says, no, not now. And so I just uh, did law. And uh, then uh, uh, the, the saddest story in my life, which became a miracle story also. You know, sometimes the Lord can use this, your saddest moment to become your victorious moment. 
Uh, and I want, I want all of you to know that. And so my sister died uh, at the, just before she turned 21 uh, because she took her life. Uh, you know, daughters and, and fathers are very, very close. They have a very close relationship. They're supposed to. They're supposed to. In fact, now when I ask the younger fathers, uh, uh, they have got two sons, they've got one daughter. They say, oh my word, this daughter is driving me crazy uh, because they love the daughters so much, you know. The sons also they love, but the daughter just has this special place in father's hearts. You know, I'll have to buy a gun and all stuff like that. Um, and they're extra, extra careful. And when the, when the daughter does a little bit, the father's heart melts, you know. When the son does a lot, like, ah. <laughs> Do better tomorrow, you know, kind of thing. Uh, daughter just uh, smiles a little bit. Ah, you know. Father melts. Um, and so I can understand father-daughter relationship. And so my, my sister and my father were supposed to have that kind of relationship, but my father remarried, is he? And so my sister took that as a, like a competition. Because my sister knew my real mom, because she's two years older than me. So when you're three and I'm one, uh, I don't know my mom, but because at one year old, my parents divorced. Uh, but my sister already knew the mom. And so she already had this thing. And so now that we had no mom, she hung on to dad as a hero. That now dad has got an, uh, another love interest, right? So, of course, uh, we can do this today still, but we have to do it with a bit more education, with a bit more realisation how to make sure that you, you make sure that your daughter still feels loved and she's still number one in your life, that kind of stuff. Like, you know? uh, but in those days, you know, my father, half being high, uh, you know, still on ganja, still on marijuana, still didn't know what to do. And my sister uh, was looking for love in all the places. I was going to say wrong places, but let me not be so cruel. Uh, in all the places, meaning that she was trying to find a father's love in a boy. Uh, and, and I think at that time, we didn't really realize that, but now being a pastor for many years and having to deal with this for, with many people, I realized that, yeah, actually what the daughter really wants is a father's love. Uh, but because there's no father around, or maybe your father might be around, but he's not giving you that kind of time or attention. So you're looking for, actually you're looking not for a guy's love, you're looking for a father's love. And, but how many of you know that your boyfriend can't give you a fa the father's love, right? You can never do that. Even the best boyfriend can never do that, but the longing of the girl is a different thing, you know? And you don't go around saying, actually, are you asking for your father's love from me? You, no, no guy actually asks that, but, but if we will stop for a while to ask, what do you really want? The girl would actually say, I don't even know. Because there's a, there's a missing hole in my heart, and I'm not even sure. And of course, later on, we call God our Father, right? And Father God is the only one that can fill that empty space, right? Uh, but we keep on, so my, my sister went from boyfriend to boyfriend, boyfriend to boyfriend, not really knowing what really is the need, right? And sometimes the girl will give her body to get love, and then the guy will give love to get the body. It, it, it's one of those uh, kind of arrangements. But then you find out, oh, the more I give, the more I get hurt. Because really, that real itch is not being scratched. That real need is not being met. Many, many young people don't know that. Uh, so they keep looking, looking, looking. Oh, this guy is so good. And, uh, he loves me so much. He cares for me. But still, the guy goes, I, I don't know how to satisfy her. I, I'm trying everything, but still, she's, what, what is it? You know? And actually, it's the father's love, and he can never give it, uh, give it to her. Uh, so anyway, um, uh, my sister just had enough, and... My father didn't understand and he tried to break my sister up with this new guy. Uh, and uh, she's like, wow, you know, dad, you're really ruining my life. Now you want to take away uh, the love of my life, which is this new guy in her life. And she took her life. Uh, which Today, I have an organization called Lynette, uh, after my sister's name. My sister's name is spelled L-Y-N-E-T-T-E, -T -T -E, Lynette, how, like how it's spelled. Uh, but this new organization is, is spelled L-I-N-E-T, uh, Life Inspired Network. 
society. And so that's dedicated to my, my sister. Uh, because God, when he, when he called me into ministry many years ago, he said, Kenneth, because I didn't want to give up my law to do, I, I said, Lord, uh, Lord, I can be a good lawyer for you. I can uh, do pro bono cases. Uh, I, can, I can help the poor. I don't have to charge them, etc., etc. You know, I got a lot of good excuses of not obeying. Uh, and uh, the Lord says, no, Kenneth, I love young people everywhere in the world. And I want to tell you this, Kenneth, there are many more Lynettes out there. You couldn't save your sister, but maybe I can use you to touch many more lives because I love young people. Jesus said, I died for them and they've got so much potential, I don't want them to be lost. Kenneth, would you do that? Would you just give up your law, come into full-time, I will show you how I'm going to use you. And uh, so AYA started, Asian Youth Ambassadors, uh, and that's how we started. Uh, and uh, I gave up my, my, my job, I went to full-time, I bought my first computer. I never used a computer before that, no? My first computer using my wedding ang pao. Thank God, no? I, uh, when we got married, I had no money, I, 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 I didn't have enough. Uh, but I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, uh, I'm going to be married to this lady, and I, I, I can have, just give me three years. I'm, I'm going to save up. Three years, no? And the Lord says, no, don't worry about it. Just ask me when you should be married. I said, ask you when I should be married. I said, yeah, don't you, don't you think I'm, I care about your wedding day as well? I said, oh, okay. I thought you care about everything else, you know, the salvation of mankind, you know, <laughs> and, and someone's wedding, you care? Of course, I, of course I care about your wedding. First of all, I, I gave you someone to get married to, right? That also I did for you, and I can do anything for you. Why don't you just ask me? Oh, okay, I thought, I thought some things you don't share with God. You know, like, why bother him with small details? And he's saying that, he's saying to me, I love you, and Every detail about you is important to me. I'm like, okay, God, when should I get married? He said, this year. I'm like, but I don't have money, God. He says, you want to know the date? I said, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> he says, well, sure, you choose it. <laughs> and I said, okay, 16 September. 16 September is my birthday. And it's nice to be able to get married on my birthday so I can remember the date, you know. And so I checked with my wife to be. I checked with my wife to be. I said, Sandra, 16 September, huh? Good day, because in Malaysia, it's Malaysia Day, also holiday, you know, stuff like that. Uh, and, uh, and my wife said, No. I said, Why? I'll, I'll remember it forever. She said, No. Only you will get the presents, and only you will get the wishes. I said, Okay, so we made it on the 9th, 090995. And I had no money. Uh, but we invited 1,000 people to the wedding. Uh, about 85% uh, are my wife's uh, invitations. <laughs> uh, 880 people said they could come. Uh, how I was going to feed them, I don't know. So I, I, I brought out five loaves and two fish. <laughs> and somehow the money came. The money just came and, and we fed everybody and then the dinner came. There were about 220 people in our dinner, at our dinner, and uh, I was not eating very well, no? Because every ang pao counted. Because for a person who didn't have money to pay for the dinner, he was thinking that the money that came for the dinner would pay for the dinner, you know? And all this was by, by faith. 
uh, because God says, you do it, I'll be there for you. And not only did we pay for the dinner for 220 people to eat uh, in a very nice restaurant, uh, I had extra ang pao, 7,000 ringgit left. And so with that 7,000, I put it in the bank. I said, God, thank you so much for all these miracles that you've done for us. And uh, now I'm going to use this 7,000 to start the ministry and to you know, buy my wife a nice oven and all that. So uh, uh, what happened was, uh, the first two weeks uh, after we got married, first three weeks, first month, I prayed and the Lord says, you are going to open a youth centre. I said, youth centre? He said, yeah, Kenneth, young people are not going to church to, to talk to their pastors, their leaders. Uh, they think church is just really a place they should avoid. So why don't you start a cafe? And uh, young people will come to a cafe and they'll speak to you over a drink, speak to you over a, a, a hot dog. Uh, and I said, okay. So we, you know, it was a different kind of church. It was a cafe. Uh, and I said, Lord, I don't have the money. So I prayed for two weeks. And uh, for two weeks, the Lord didn't answer no, at all. And then I gave up. I said, oh my God, you know, two weeks, I can't see the money. Maybe I heard wrongly. So I thought maybe I'll go back to law to make the money. And, and so I, I, I just kept quiet because I was so disappointed. I'm like, oh God, two weeks, no? Two weeks, so I, I'm praying. And the Lord says to me, when I was quiet, He said, uh, Kenneth, uh, are you willing to listen? Because you've been talking so much for two weeks. I had no chance to talk to you. Uh, I said, okay, sure, Lord. Just, just tell me what you want. He says, uh, do you really believe in this vision, Kenneth? That, you know, young people are precious to me uh, and I, I love them, I died for them and I want them to live a life that's full and fulfilling. Uh, Kenneth, do you believe, really believe in this? I said, yeah, I do believe in it. And he says, if you believe in it, then put your money where your mouth is. I said, I don't have any money. He said, yeah, th what's that in the bank account? I said, God, please don't touch that. <laughs> you know, there are some things we don't want God to touch. You don't God, please touch other people's money, not mine, because, you know, it's much easier that way, right? And God says, what's that money in the bank for? I said, God, that's plan B. What's plan B? Plan B is when plan A fails. What's plan A? Plan A is trusting fully in you. <laughs> then God says, so can plan A really fail? I'm like, do you really want me to answer that? And the Lord says, plan A will never fail, Kenneth. I never fail those who trust me. And so I took the 7,000 ringgit and I put it in as deposit for the new youth centre. You know how much the new youth centre cost me in total deposit? 6,995. <laughs> God was so kind, He left me five ringgit. <laughs> and that began my life of faith because I had no money. I, I, I put everything in. And, and then, but, but by that time, envelopes came under my door in my post box from strangers. I'll open the white envelopes. I love white envelopes until today. Um, and there'll be a check and there'll be cash and people will shake my hand. Hi, Kenneth, heard about you. Then there'll be like paper in the middle. I'm like, what is this, man? You put rubbish in my hand. Uh. It's just not rubbish, it's money. And uh, first time I, I, I had that, I, I actually opened it in front of him. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's not very nice to open a love gift in front of people. Oh, legitimate. <laughs> Uh, so after a while, I, I, I just, oh, thank you. I put it into my pocket. And that's how the Lord just fed me. And, and how many of you know that He fed me well? Hallelujah, praise God. Uh, and so then the church started after five years of doing AYA. AYA was really good. Uh, what, what we did was go around the country doing concerts. And uh, the Lord would say, go do concerts. Uh, do worship, bring bands, and then you speak. I said, God, I've never been to Bible school. Uh, and I don't know how to speak. So and the Lord says, Kenneth, I'll teach you, you know. 
I'll teach you. Just trust me. I'll teach you. So I, uh, my first uh, meeting, my first external meeting, AYA had this. Can you imagine uh, AYA, Asian Youth Ambassadors? Sounds very cool in the full name, but in the short name, AYA is Ayah, you know? <laughs> it's, what you, it's what you say when you're down, Ayah, you know? And, uh, and, and, and I, w- I want to give a name to my band, so it's called the Ayah Band, you know? <laughs> Terrible, you know? I mean, there's, there was no PR initiative at all, you know? Kenneth Chin and the Ayah Band. So, First of all, they don't know who Kenneth Chin is the speaker and don't know who Ayah Ben is. And if you told it, told it to an Indian, it'd be worse, Ayah Ben, no? Ayah, Ayah. And um, good thing it was not called Ayo. <laughs> uh, Ayo was another thing I wanted to do, uh, uh, Asian Youth Orchestra, but Ayo is a different thing. Ayah. And, uh, and then uh, one church opened up to me, Ayah Ben and Kenneth Chin, no? Uh, and there were, there were like 300 people there, packed, not one seat available. People were standing room only. And then uh, I would tell my story. I'll, I'll speak those days for about 15-20 minutes because I only had stories uh, about a sister who died, about uh, a God who loves me, about second chances, about uh, a young man who helped his father with his ganja lighting his marijuana bottle and, and yet spared from all this. There's a God who, who knows, a God who's in control, a God who has purpose, a God who has meaning. And I'll just to say things like that and you get the altar filled with young people because they were looking for meaning. They were looking for purpose. They were looking for this God that is, who is, who is this God? And why is He so interested with me and in me? And, and it would be packed and I won't even know how to pray for them. No? Uh, so I asked young people, my young band, to go down. I said, why don't you just do whatever God tells you to do? Like you just put there your hand and, and they will put their hand on the, these people and these people who are with me, the band, have, have never prayed for people like that also because in their own churches on Sunday, it is their pastors, deacons and elders who pray, pray for people. So the young people never get a chance to really do the serious stuff in church. But when we did AYA and, went and traveled, the young people had to do the serious stuff. And so when they start laying hands on people, they fell under the power of the Holy Spirit. Boom, 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 boom. They, they went down and some of them would just turn around and look at me and go like, <gasps> like, like, like what just happened? I go like, I don't know. Seriously, you know? And I think a lot of you also sometimes will, will be at that place whereby I, I don't know. I don't know. God, God is moving. God is in control. And all I need to do is just work with Him, you know, and flow with Him. And one place to another place to another place. In about five years, we had 3,000 young people give their life to Christ in Malaysia. 3,000. Uh, and, uh, and I was really, really by, 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 by the fifth year, I was already on cloud nine. Uh, successful ministry looked like that. And uh, the young people who were following me, first of all, they had long hair, earrings. And then one by one, they took off the earrings, cut off their hair. And it's not because I asked them to, but see, when you have no reason um, except to rebel, uh, you, will, you will always go the way of like, you know, rebellion. But when you find purpose and meaning and God's using you, there's no reason anymore to put on anything else to show that I'm different. Uh, and so, in fact, the guy who had long hair and earrings and he's a son of a pastor and he would never be used in church. Uh, but I, I used him and he was one of the best guitarists. Funny thing is, uh, the best musicians always look... <laughs> always look weird, funny, rebellious. Until, until God touches them. And then they start to look like, I don't have to look like this because God is looking at my heart, right? But before all that, you go like, oh, look at me, you know, look at... And this guy was skinhead on this side of skin. Like, like he's, then the hair covers from here down and, you know. Uh, and, but after that, he shaved a ball. And he's like, I don't care. 
it's not about my external anymore. It's about God looking at my heart and they gave their best, you know. And the father came to me, Dr. Chu Wing Chi of SIB, came to me and said, my two sons, you know, you, you, you've revived them. I said, I didn't revive them. God revived them. And two of them were so talented. And, uh, and pastor's children would join me and go uh, because they won't even sit in their father's meetings, you know, when their father was preaching. They would sit in their car listening to the radio. Uh, and then now they said, uh, my son sits right at the front in church, you know. What do you do to him? I said, God did something in him. And so I, all I did was take young people out with me and find God for themselves. It's not my father's faith anymore. It's not my mother's faith anymore. It's my faith. God loves me and He has an interest in my life and an interest in my future, you know. And they would lay hands on people and see people get delivered, saved, and oh, God was using young people. And then the Lord said to me, Kenneth, you think, you, you think you're enjoying this success? You, you're successful? I said, yeah, God, thank you so much. He says, well, I'm not done with you. He says, I don't just want decisions because it was 3,000 decisions. He said, I don't want just decisions. I've never said go and make decisions. He said, I go and make disciples. And so although you have 3,000 decisions, you don't have one disciple. And this world is not going to be changed by decisions only. It's going to be changed by disciples. Send one disciple out to London, like, well, two, like Dave and Kat, and watch them change London. Send one uh, Rachel to Edinburgh, and you get, you understand? It's not just church planting, it's disciple planting. It's wherever you guys go, every, anywhere in the world, you will make an amazing difference. That's why we spend a lot of time doing this, because every life in this room counts. Your office will, be, will never be the same again because of one. Your school, your, wherever you work, wherever, wherever you go. And that's what J Jesus knew. Just one leaven into a lump. And the whole leaven leavens the whole lump. Right? Just one. It's always one. Right? Remember about the Luke 15? Uh, it was the lost sheep, lost coin, lost son. Always one. And that one, you know, when we find it, the whole heavens rejoice. One can make a huge difference. And that's what I'm feeling God saying to us this uh, morning. Is, 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 are you that one? Of course you are. But you've got to realize that and, and, and make a commitment to say, God, I want to be that one. Because it's one thing about knowing it. It's one thing about becoming it. Because I tell you what, the world gets changed, not by a thousand people, but by one. And it continuously shows us in the Bible that's true. And God is after the one. And, and how many of you know that Jesus made a difference? And how many was He? One. And, and so we've got to realize that in this getaway, maybe the Lord is saying everyone is one and everyone here has got that one purpose, vision, mission, uh, geographical location, wherever it is. I know some of you, uh, you know why this uh, getaway is very precious to me? Because some of you, this might be your last getaway. And it's very precious to me and I planned this over a year now uh, with, together with my wife because uh, I felt God saying is it, it, it might be the last but it's only the beginning. And I want to come here to encourage you. I want to come here to say uh, not one single day of your time with us has been wasted. Not one single message has been wasted. Not one single training. Not one single even rebuke that you came to hear uh, to, to get your life in order. Not one single thing has gone to waste but it can go to waste. It all depends on how you use it. And God, you know, even with the, the, the five loaves and two fish, every bread piece was picked up. God does not waste anything. You, you're with me? And so, yes, it's a very, very precious getaway, this one. And afterwards, at the second session uh, of this morning, uh, I will talk to you about something else. And I'm going to ask you a question and see how you respond. But all because I want you to understand that God also finds this getaway to be extra precious this year. 
and He wants to speak to you and He wants to prepare you for something that's about to come. So let's, uh, let's close this uh, time by me closing my testimony. So uh, Acts just started with three people, me and two other young adults. And uh, I did not want to start a church, but God said, see, it's all about obedience. God is saying to me, uh, Kenneth, if you are just going to be happy with 3,000 decisions and then more in the days to come, I'm sure if you keep on going with AYA, you do it. But you're not, you, you're not having one disciple. I can tell you this, Kenneth, this is how I, I look at things. This is how God taught me. This is how I look at things. You can be so successful, right, in your own eyes and yet have nothing in my eyes. Oh, that's where the scripture comes, right? The scripture is, is this. What does it profit that a man gains the whole world but loses his soul? Maybe you can tweak it a little bit and go like, loses his purpose, loses his very calling, loses the very destiny that God made him or her to be. Are you all still with me? So, this, I gained the whole world through AYA and this was success to me and yet it can mean nothing to God when I come up to heaven because God is saying, no, this is what I've called you to do. And I said, oh, I'll tell you what, that really got to me because I'm like, I don't want to keep doing this if this is what I will be rewarded for. And so I said, okay, Lord, not my will but yours, be done. And so X was not a Kenachin idea, it was a God idea and God already saw all your faces, huh? 20 years ago. You've got to believe that. You've got to believe that. You've got to believe that. If you believe in the divine, if you believe that God doesn't make mistakes, you've got to believe uh, He knew exactly where you'd be seated today. And He loves you so much, He brought you here, and not just, it's not just this, 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 this getaway, uh, it's all that Pastor Dave and Kat and, and all the leaders here have done and you have done, and how you have served the Lord, and why you even chose this church, although there are a couple more churches that are probably happening and dynamic, but, but, but I don't think it's just you chose. I think it's God chose with you and for you. And yes, sometimes Edinburgh, sometimes might look like, oh, you know, yeah. Seven, five. And, and the way they faithfully do church every, you know why? You know why? Because they also understand it's not about five, seven, or 17, or 70. It's about one. And every, every Sunday, you do church for one. Now, let me start with this. You do church for one. I'm going to point up there. You just do church just for Him because He said. So when I first started X Church, I said to God, because uh, I didn't know who would come. No? Do you know how you start church? You go into the room and say, okay, this will be where we meet. And now I don't know who will come. <laughs> and the first Sunday, I had to declare it. Because you know, God says, are you going to wait for people to come only then you declare church started? Or are you going to start church and then see who comes? So I, <laughs> I said, okay, church will start on the 20th of February, 2000. Who will come? Don't know. And this, was, this was, was the thing. I said, God, I'm doing it for you. You see, people can ask you, though, why must you start a church here? Why must? No, no, I'm doing it for Him. Yeah. Not you, yeah. Him. Yeah. And if I fail, I fail unto Him. If I pass, I pass unto Him. It's Him. Who am, who am I going to answer to at the end of the day? Not you, Him. Yeah. Amen. So, so I, said, I said, God, I will preach to four empty walls. And if that's, that's that, that I, I'm just going to be faithful. But thank God I did not preach to four empty walls on 20th of February. There were two guys who came. You know who was the worship leader? Me. Three courts. Three courts, okay? It started with three courts, three people. And uh, one day, the two uh, brothers cried as I was praying, and I was, uh, playing, as I, I was thinking, uh, they are crying because it was so bad. You know, <laughs> I could only, this, this is truth, uh, this is truth. I could only strum down, couldn't strum up. When, Sam, you're laughing at this uh, because you know what it means. That when I, if I, uh, it's like, it takes, it takes, 
For you, it's probably effortless. But for me, it's like Trump up, back up, uh, it's like I can lose the beat, no? <laughs> and and, and, and I, can, I might even lose the lyrics. So it was like this. It was, like, it was as simple as this, no? It was like, Jang Jesus, Jang, we enthrone you, Jang, you know? So I'm just, no, Jang, Jang, no? Because I'll be I'm stuck. So that's how I played for three months and the brothers, the two brothers cried one day. And I thought to myself, I was so discouraged. I was so discouraged. I thought they probably are looking up to heaven crying and say, God, please make him stop. Three months of this, we're dying. About five years later, when the church was about 300 people, I asked them, I said, brothers, you know, when we started and we laughed, because, you, know, you know, we collected the offering, we passed the offering back around three people. <laughs> and the beautiful thing is that we knew who gave and who didn't, right? <laughs> Towards the end, we had accountability, you know, because we must never count the money alone. So all three of us, the whole church, the whole church of three got involved in the counting of the money. And when we counted the money, we knew exactly whose note is whose note. This is mine, right? Ten ringgit, that's your five ringgit. Church. Acts church. And, uh, and uh, yeah, so the two brothers said to me, Pastor, when that happened, huh? I can't remember, we cried. They said, you cried and I felt really bad. And, and, and they said, but Pastor, we, 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 we're both tone deaf, you know? I said, you're both tone deaf? I mean, you never knew whether I was on, in key, on key or in key or out of key. He said, no, we never knew. We just thought you were playing and you were playing it right. Can you imagine, uh, God knows who to bring to your church. No? <laughs> tone deaf. Both were tone deaf. Elder Keng Yang and Ryan, both tone deaf. Until now, Keng Yang, uh, we, we purposely asked him to sing her happy birthday song because it's all out. When he's sharing, when he's sharing, he said, let's sing the last line. Happy birthday to you. you know. And we all have a nice kick of it. Yay! Let me clap. Yay! One more time. One more time. And he knows. He knows he's out. But you know, because he's out, he's in. Okay. And, 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 and so as I close, I just want to say, I know I'm, I'm, I'm out of time already. Uh, but uh, so what happened was, um, God, says, God says, London. Acts, London. And I said, God, the pounds, the pounds, ring it. Pounds are so heavy. That's why it's called pounds. And, uh, and uh, the Lord says, do it, do it. Kenneth, do it. Again, God saw this. I didn't. And, and, and the stuff that Pastor Dave and Ken have gone through, even their own personal life, and how they have grown, I don't think it would be, your, your journey would be like that without this step of faith. And how you guys have also have matured and done so well. You know, God knows exactly. You know, it's not about just ministry. It's about us, you know. We always say, uh, we, we don't build buildings, buildings build us. Meaning that when we have a building project, we, are, we think we are building the building, but actually in the doing of the project and all the faith, the building actually ends up building us. You know? And Acts London is not just building a church, it's building a people. You know? And the stuff that you guys have to do, and sometimes when you're tired and you still have to say, yes, I'll be there, you know, builds you. When you say, I don't want to come for this camp, but you still end up coming here and, and paying, you know. And you, you, end up, you end up being stronger. So we don't really build churches. Churches build us, you know, seriously. Um, projects build us. Buildings build us. Steps of faith build us, you know. We just say, yes, Lord. He does the rest. And it's, it's, it's amazing. So as I close, uh, how we started at, uh, London, we came here and uh, God orchestrated everything. I've got so many stories to tell you, but I, I, I'll just keep it short. Um, we met in Chorus Hotel, our, our, the first place where we had church. 
Chorus Hotel in London uh, because the manager of Chorus International uh, came to our church in Ax um, Ampang. And I knew him as a friend, but I, I don't know why he chose our church, but God orchestrated. I want to tell you, uh, there's so many God orchestrations. When it's him, uh, he'll move mountains for you. Uh, he'll move mountains. You just let him move. Because you can't move it, let him move it. He's the mountain mover. You are the, ob- you are the obeyer, right? You just walk with him and he let, let him clear the path for you. And uh, the manager came and he says, Kenneth, where are you meeting in London? I said, I don't know. He said, why don't meet in Chorus? I said, oh, thank you. <laughs> I went to Chorus. I asked how much it was. He said, uh, 500 uh, uh, pounds a week. Just starting, you know. And then I said, oh, okay. Can, can you do me a favor and help me out here? Because I, I don't have that kind of money, but I heard that I can meet in Chorus. And the guy types in, okay, hold on. Uh, what's your name? Carrot Chin. And then I didn't know, I didn't realize, came out on his screen. This is the chairman, uh, the chairman's office that has arranged for us to be there. The chairman means the owner of not only Chorus Hotels, but the owner of all uh, that is in this organization. How did I get onto the chairman's list? I don't know. But the manager put me on the chairman's list, making, making sure that every time my name gets typed out, it will show that I'm the chairman's guest. But you know the real chairman I know? Yeah. Amen. You know that chairman first? He will open the doors to every other chairman. You don't worry about it. Chairmans to banks, chairmans to universities, you know, whatever, okay? Uh, to visas, <laughs> to BRPs, or whatever. Um, the chairman who say, Let, hey, come on, are you understanding me? You give your heart, your life to this chairman above, you obey him, he will open every other chairman's door. You don't worry about it. Like, you don't worry about it. He's got it all sorted. Uh, he loves us too much. So anyway, uh, he said, oh, uh, Kenneth, uh, would you mind if I brought down the 500 to 150? I don't mind. <laughs> every time I went there from then on, because they put me in the smallest room. So small was the room. I don't know whether you've been to a room like that. The bathroom, uh, the curtain touches one side of my hand and the wall touches the other side. So after washing, I still have to wash again because the curtain st- sticks to my hand. And so after a while, I'm doing this and you know, it's so small. And then when they found out I was the chairman's uh, guest, they put me up to the penthouse. You know, Every time I stayed, I paid the same price for the small room. I got the... So the, 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 in the penthouse uh, uh, rooms, uh, some of you stayed there before, right? Um, 350 pounds a night. Uh, the other room, 80 pounds a night. So I paid 80 pounds and I get the 350 pounds. The favour of the Lord. People asked then, people asked me then, Pastor Kenneth, will you be here in London uh, when you start this church? You know how many people came for our first launch? 20 over people. That's very good, no, to start church with 20 over people. One guy brought seven girls. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Praise God. God uses us in different ways. But when they found out, when they found out that, that I, because I said, uh, no, I'll only be here for two Sundays and then I'm gone. Then who will lead it? You know, and I said, a student will lead it. Uh, then, then when I left, the next Sunday, about three people came. Um, there's something about people understanding church in this way. There must be a full-time pastor there and then it will work. In the next session, and do come back for that because we're going to talk about that. Uh, and I'm going to ask you some questions, and you're going to ask me some questions. It's going to be, it's going to be a really lively, hopefully, time together after this break. Uh, I'm going to say God's ways are not our ways. 
his thoughts are not our thoughts. Uh, and, uh, and, and, and ex-church, London, in fact now UK, has come to this place purely by the grace of God and also by the obedience and faithfulness of His people. And I want to tell you, nothing changes. Nothing changes as far as faithfulness and obedience is concerned. Amen. And I, and, I, and I pray that you will catch that and go away wherever you're going. It could be, again, your last getaway, but it's, it's probably your beginning. And then the best years are ahead of you. And I pray that, um, you know, wherever you're going, take X and the experience with you in your heart. Let it burn in your heart and know what it's really about. It's not just about you coming for a service. It's you coming to an experience of God that, that prepares you for the years to come. It's not just for a Sunday. It's not just for a year. It's really for a lifetime. And what you hold dearly uh, is, is going to hold you. Father, thank you so much for this time uh, that I can spend with your people. I pray that even as we take this short break uh, and go and just um, get excited to come back, I pray that, Lord, you continue to speak to us, be with us, bless us. Thank you, Lord. Your kingdom come, your will be done, your name be glorified. Thank you, Lord, uh, that you have got so many plans and purposes for us. Uh, we just want to tap into that and know that, that, that you, you have the best. Nothing less than that. And we love you and we thank you for loving us. In Jesus' name we pray and everybody say, Amen. Amen. God bless you.